Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For the Love of Tractors podcast number two. In this episode, we're talking about harvest. The great American corn harvest is underway. You may be listening to this on a tractor or combine right now, and if so, I hope your harvest is doing well. I hope you are safe and everything goes smoothly this year. We're also going to talk about the upcoming farm toy show season, so there's been some uh, exciting news on a couple fronts with a couple of the big farm shows, so we're going to discuss that. We also have new toys from Alice Chalmers and International. Those are both coming from Ertl. We're excited to talk about those, and our Tractor of the Week is the Alice Chalmer D21. So join us on the For the Love of Tractors podcast. Alright guys, thanks and welcome to podcast number two here for the Love of Tractors so I guess the first thing I want to talk about is we have some farm toy show news. So I know a lot of toy um, events have been canceled. A lot of tractor events have been canceled. Farm Progress Show, uh, the Ohio uh, Science Show has been canceled. You name it, and it's been canceled because of COVID. Hopefully you're all staying safe out there. But I have good news on the show front. So as of recording this right now, which is... Uh, Let's call it third week of September. The National Farm Toy Show is on. They will have the show in Dyersville. They're going to uh, move locations. They had to move out of the gym because uh, obviously there's some liability reasons with the school and all that sort of thing. Going to be at the All-American Homes Building this year. So that's a big warehouse, I guess. And um, I've obviously never been to the All-American Homes Building, but I have seen it in Dyersville. I think it's going to be awesome. And it's just exciting to have the show. I don't know. I I don't I haven't heard anything on mask requirements and how they're going to handle social distancing. My advice to you would be to bring a mask. I think they're going to kind of change a few things up uh to kind of you know, just be safe for everybody. I think they're going to have hand sanitizer around and all that. I don't know for sure, but uh, those are just some of the rumors I've heard so far. And the other big news, so you may have heard if you're in some of the farm toy groups on Facebook, the Sioux Falls show had been canceled and then sort of permanently called off. The original host of the show was going to give it up and retire from doing that. Great news. Someone else has taken it on. And so the show is going to happen now. And as far as I know, nothing has changed so far. Now, I think what's really interesting is I was talking to a buddy of mine on the phone the other day. We were just touching base over some general farm toy items that we had to discuss. And he said the uh, the fella that that bought the show is a like a promoter so he's not necessarily a farm toy guy he's kind of a more of a car guy so to speak but he is used to putting on big events and i think that's wonderful i also think it's really interesting because um, I would love to see his take on sort of how to promote the hobby as a guy who's outside of the hobby, but in the promotion business. I think that's really fascinating. And well, hopefully that turns out really well for him and the show can keep going on and on. And I would actually love to kind of uh, touch base with him, even if I could just get a five or 10 minute interview for this podcast, just his thoughts. And I, and I may wait until after the show, because then he'll kind of have a farm toy show under his belt and probably have the ideas brewing. But I think it's really interesting. And it's really cool to see an outsider, I think, getting involved in the hobby. Who knows? As I've said before, I think the sky is the limit for this hobby. I think we've seen nothing yet. I know if you talk to some of the older guys, it's sort of doom and gloom. But And I don't want to like 
disparage any of my older uh, viewers or listeners out there, but uh, you know, older people in general are seem to be doom and gloom lately. I'm not that way. Yeah, there's trouble in the world. Don't get me wrong. There's always trouble in the world, and what we have to do is rise above it. And I think it's the same thing in the farm toy world. And what I'm seeing in the farm toy world right now, especially because most of my presence in the farm toy world is online, we have an incredible group of young guys coming up. And I mean, top-notch builders, guys with positive attitudes who are out there helping each other out, who want to get to the shows. You know, they're just young. So, you know, if you're 15 years old, you, you, how are you going to get to a show unless your parents bring you? Especially if that show is, you know, 100, 200, 1,000 miles away. But these are guys that, and yeah, as you grow up, your interests wax and wane a little bit. But I think these are guys firmly rooted in the farm world. And I can just see the farm toy world being something that, that they continue to be established in. So I, I fully expect once these guys kind of get to driving age or whatever, I, I could see them taking road trips to go check out some of these shows. So I'm really excited about that. And I just think as a hobby, we've got, we are just going to take off here. I, there's just some really great things happening. So with that said, what else is new in this hobby? Well, we've got new toy news. So for the new toys this week, we're going to take a look at the 116 scale Alice Chalmer 190 XT. So this is the 2020 National Farm Toy Show tractor. Now these are going to run you like 140-ish bucks, roughly. 140, 145 bucks, somewhere in that neighborhood. Now, okay, so you might be going, ooh, ooh, that's, that's pricey. Well, I mean, it is to some extent, but if you're going to find yourself a nice 190 XT, you're going to pay money for a vintage one. This one is going to have more detail than those older ones. And I think that's kind of the key here. These are going to be nice tractors, guys. And AC is hot right now. AC is hugely collectible. And even, I think, at 145 bucks, if you go out and snag one of these, I think, you know, if you wanted to do it as an investment, you'll be fine later on down the line, I think. Uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Although I am the guy that says, I don't, if you're doing this for an investment, I'm not sure why you're doing it. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it that some people do that, but there are way better ways to grow your money than buying farm toys. So, <laughs> so this is going to be a great tractor, guys. That's the bottom line. They're going to be available at the show. Of course, all your normal normal places are going to have them. B&B Farm Toys, the Toy Farmer, of course, is kind of, you know, your direct source for those sort of things. All the big guys are going to have them, and, and a lot of the smaller dealers, too. Uh, I always advise, if you can, to, to help out your small dealer, but I totally understand that that may not always be possible. Anyway, moving on. In the 164 scale world, we've got a couple really interesting items. Um, first off is the Alice Chalmer 4W 220 four-wheel drive. This thing's going to have duels, cab glass, lots of little details to it. We've seen the, the style of duels on these before, so nothing kind of revolutionary there, but they look great on this tractor. They, they're just, they look nice. These are going to run you about 40 bucks, and of course it's going to have nice box and all that sort of thing that we'll see. I would be shocked uh, because it seems to me that typically when we see one of these for the National Farm Toy Show, don't see much in the way of a shelf version later down the line. So if you want one of these 4W220s, I think you better get it. I, they're gonna be hot, guys. Like I said, Alice Chalmers are already hot. I remember I was at Lafayette 
when this tractor and the uh, 190 XT were announced and atmosphere was electric amongst collectors. Now I was, I could be a little biased, but I think I, I was sitting there with uh, Tim Holker and Ryan Eckert and uh, you know, Tim is a huge AC guy and uh, some other guys, I think Mark Purdy was there. We had, we just had some other fellas and we were all pretty pumped up about that. This is going to be, I think a really popular tractor. One, guys are going to want them for their shelves and then there's going to be guys like me, guys like Tim that I was talking about we're gonna want to customize these things because while they are super looking tractors there is a ton of potential here to make them over the top so I think that's what we're gonna see here I think you better get one typically these uh, National Farm Toy Show 64 scale tractors you can kind of wait them out a little bit you don't have to necessarily rush out and get one because you're gonna probably be able to pick one up a year or two down the road still. I think these ACs are gonna go fast, uh, and I may be wrong. We will have a few over on fortheloveoftractors.com uh, when they get here. If you want one, I think you better get one, guys. And I'm not saying they're gonna be impossible to find, but I could see, if you look back at some of these National Farm Toy Show four-wheel drives, some of them absolutely skyrocket in price, and I think this is gonna be one of those that a year from now you're gonna kick yourself if you don't have one. The last 164 scale new tractor I wanna talk about is the International 4186 four-wheel drive. So this is the crab steer. Now this is for the uh, 2020 National Farm Toy Museum. Buying this tractor sort of helps support the museum. The museum is great. If you haven't been there, you should definitely go. You can get this tractor through the museum. You can get it at sort of all your normal places on the internet. I think, again, uh, this is gonna be a popular tractor. I don't know that this is gonna be AC4 to 20 popular but I think this will be a popular tractor I would totally expect that uh, they'll, they'll, these will kind of bump up in price or in next year a little bit and then we could see them settle a little bit back to kind of where they're at now don't take my word for it I'm completely speculating there but I've just kind of been around the block enough to <laughs> to see the trends and sort of know this is going to be a popular tractor though there's no question about it I'm definitely looking forward to it I've got some custom ideas already for this thing I'm just excited to get my hands on one and we'll be seeing those really soon too all right, guys, moving on. I thought we'd talk about some real farming. So corn harvest is underway here in America. I call it the Great American Corn Harvest because, well, that's what it is. Oddly enough, or interestingly enough, soybeans here are actually maturing a little bit quicker than corn. So we're seeing a lot of combines running uh, through the field getting some soybeans out right now, which is interesting. I haven't heard any yields yet or moisture. I thought uh, it's usually unusual. It's usually unusual. It's unusual around here for soybeans to be ready first, but this year has been so odd. With the wet spring, a lot of planting was late, and then we had a very wet, hot summer, followed by basically an early fall since September began here. It's been an odd year. So, like I said, soybean harvest seems like it's coming first before car har corn harvest. Before corn harvest. With that said, there are combines rolling in the corn as well. I saw a couple S690s the other day, rolling big 16-row Gehringhoff corn heads. That was pretty cool to see. And I saw, this was kind of odd, I saw a John Deere and a Case IH in the same field. I, I don't know if they were having a competition or what. <laughs> but anyway, I, I thought that was fun. Uh, I do know that corn yields are through the roof here. It's It's been a phenomenal year for growing corn. I heard one field average of 280. I get that bushel per acre averages are a lot like fish stories, and every time the farmer tells it, they get a little bit bigger. I have no doubt that averages in our neck of the woods are way over 200 now. 
We're gonna get into the corn later this week. Actually, probably by the time you're reading this, we're gonna get into the corn a few days before you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I could maybe have an update on our corn. Moisture for our corn right now is running around 28 or 29. Now we could shell that and put it in the bins and dry it down, but honestly, with the price of corn right now, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when we can just let Mother Nature do some of that for us. We're kind of getting past the time of the year where we would have to worry about severe weather too much, so I don't think we're going to have to worry about a big blowdown event or something uh, like they unfortunately saw up in Iowa last month. We're going to take the chance, we're going to get the field, let Mother Nature do its job, dry our corn down for us another few points before we kind of get into the fields later this week, or as I said... As the time you're listening to this, probably a couple days earlier. (laughs) I just thought I would talk a little bit about the corn harvest. I would love for you guys to send me pictures of your harvest, whether it's corn, soybeans, or whatever it is you harvest. You can find us on Facebook and send it to us there, or Instagram if you want to private message me over there. And you can also find us for the love of trackers at gmail.com if you'd like to email us those pictures. And we may just feature one of your pictures on our Facebook page or Instagram. So I would appreciate that, guys. Hope you have a happy and safe harvest, everybody. All right, it's time to move on to the Tractor of the Week. This week's Tractor of the Week is brought to you by Anchor. This week's Tractor of the Week is the Alice Chalmer D21. So I picked this tractor for a couple reasons. First and foremost, I think this is the seminal muscle tractor. I guess I think that's the term I'm trying to use here. When I think of muscle tractor, I definitely think of the Alice Chalmer D21. They're just so big and beastly, especially if you dual one up. They are just really cool looking tractors. They were the first Alice Chalmer to have 100 horsepower. So yeah, they're a big tractor, right? At least back in 1963 when production started, 100 horsepower was no slouch. So as I kind of alluded to, the the, uh, first series of these ran from 1963 to 1969. They were built in West Allis, Wisconsin, and the original price was $5,700. If you could get a D21 today for $5,700, wouldn't you just buy every one you could? (laughs) You know, a D21 would still have some use on a farm, especially a smaller farm. It's still a cool tractor, but of course they are hugely collectible. You've ever watched like Meekum's auction, or if you've gone to any bigger classic tractor shows, you'll always find just a a perfect D21 kind of sitting there. Looks like it probably looked better than it did when it rolled off the showroom floor. Anyway, we of course have some toy versions of the D21. Last year, or maybe earlier this year, (laughs) we got the 164 scale D21, which uh, was made by Ertl. It's a great little tractor. If you want to see a little bit more on that, you can head over to the For the Love of Tractors YouTube channel, and I've got a video on the 164 scale D21. The real D21, they made about 1,100 of those. I think 1,129 was the official number I found, so there's not a ton of those out there, to be honest with with you, although there's certainly some. As I said earlier, the first AC with 100 horsepower, it came with a 7-liter six-cylinder engine. The tire options for the rear were an 18,434 and a 24.532, and then the fronts would have a 7.520 or an 11 by 16. Now, I'm bringing the tires up. I kind of switched gears back to the real tractor there uh, now to talk about the new tractor. You might have been wondering if you were listening to new toy news why I didn't include this. I'm going to now. We will have 
a 116 scale D21 for the 2020 National Farm Toy Museum. This is gonna be cool, and it's gonna be popular, guys. They are gonna sell a whole bunch of these. I don't know the official production run number on these yet. I guess I kind of probably should have dug a little deeper into that right offhand. I don't know, or maybe they haven't released that, but I can tell you right now these are gonna be popular. D21's Alice Chalmer, as I said earlier, are hot right now. There's no reason this for this to be any different. Couple things, gonna be nicely detailed. I mean, not precision level detail, but nicely detailed. That tells me a couple things. These are going to be ripe for customizers, and of course, just your regular collector who doesn't care about customizing, they're going to want these tracks. They look good, guys. They're going to run about 110 bucks. That's a little pricey. You know, we're now definitely where our, like, let's call them prestige level. I'm not going to necessarily say this is a prestige toy, but a prestige level of detail is, it's going to be a $100 tractor from now on, guys. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. We're going to have to deal with it, and that's what this is going to be. Now, of course, if 20 years ago, they would have brought this out as a precision, it would have been $110 with precision level detail, but unfortunately, we just don't live in that world anymore, and if they did bring this out in precision level detail, this would probably be a $200 tractor. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. With that said, I'm super excited about this tractor. I've talked to a lot of people that are super excited about this tractor, and I think it's going to be a big seller, like I said earlier. So Anyway, that was our Tractor of the Week, brought to you by Anchor. And if you haven't yet, head over to www.forwardtheloveoftractors.com and check out everything we have over there. New toys, custom toys, items for your display. We have tons of toolboxes, little dress-up items, kits, things like that. Anything you need, we're constantly adding new, and we would hope to see you over there and see if we can help you out for your model farm. Okay, guys, switching gears here just a little bit. Okay, guys, so I'm going to add a new segment to our show here this week. I don't know that this will be an every episode segment, but certainly an occasional segment. Custom Tractor Tip of the Week. The Custom Tractor Tip of the Week this week is brought to you by ForTheLoveOfTractors.com www.ForTheLoveOfTractors.com has all sorts of parts and kits that you need as well as new toys and custom toys uh, to fit your collector shelf or your model farm display. So head on over to ForTheLoveOfTractors.com. So this week's custom tractor tip of the week, say that three times real fast, is paint stripping. So if you're going to paint a tractor, you need to strip the old paint off first. I know a lot of guys will just paint right over. That's okay, don't get me wrong, that's fine. But particularly on a 164 scale tractor, you start to lose detail the more paint you add, especially on the little parts like such as engine casting detail and things of that nature. You can lose a lot of the little detail because as the paint builds up, it sort of fills in little reliefs and things like that in your casting. How do I strip my tractors? The ideal way to strip a tractor is to sandblast it. Now I realize this isn't gonna be available for everyone, but me personally, I just have one of those El Cheapo Harbor Freight Sandblast. Pretty straightforward and easy to use. You definitely need to do a few hacks to get that thing up and running well, and you need quite a bit of air. But once you've kind of got that leveled out, I just use glass beads. The container of glass beads I have, it lasts quite a while. And you can just kind of get your glass beads almost anywhere, like your local farm store, tractor supply, etc., etc. They will probably have glass beads for you. If not, you know, Harbor Freight, I think, maybe has some. Hey, you know, they're, they're pretty readily available. You could also use things like crushed walnut shells. They it, do fine, but I just kind of prefer the glass beads. I like the finish on that better, and it seems to work a little quicker. That's kind of my preferred way. Now, of course, you have to be careful sandblasting because you want to make sure your plastic parts are off, especially your cab glass. You're talking full disassembly of the tractor, 
versus maybe just taping off cab glass and things like that. That's where that has its limitations. The other kind of popular technique, which is using a chemical stripper, also has its limitations. Now, I've used quite a bit of different chemical strippers over the years. I've kind of settled in on a citrus strip, which there's quite a few different citrus-based strippers out there. The one I use is citrus strip. It's, you know, it's not super expensive. The thing I really like about it is, one, it just doesn't smell terrible. Even though I usually wear a little bit of a mask, a respirator thing while I'm stripping because too much of that stuff is not good for you. And then also, uh, you should wear rubber gloves and, you know, just protect your skin because that can definitely be an irritant. There's no need of hurting your health over farm toys, guys. I know it's like, you know, easy to be tough and sort of skip some of the safety stuff, but... But I promise you, you don't want to uh, come down with something later down the road because you didn't take 10 seconds to put on gloves. <laughs> like I said, the great thing is it doesn't have the terrible harsh smell and you can kind of use it in a reasonably well-ventilated place versus some of the other strippers. I mean, you almost just have to use them outside. They're so, they're so, ugh. Anyway, so I use mine in my workshop quite a bit. You know, as long as we've got the doors and windows open, we're letting fresh air in. I'm kind of okay using it there. The thing is you just kind of put them in the, um, your, your tub, your container, you know, get little plastic containers. You can find those anywhere, a little bucket, et cetera, et cetera. Put that citrus strip. I use a paintbrush, just kind of an El Cheapo paintbrush that you can get anywhere. Don't pay much for the brush you're going to basically ruin using, you know, paint stripper on. And I kind of steeple, and if you don't know what steepling is, you might look up that technique. I kind of steeple the citrus strip into the details, into the cavities, things like that. And then I'm just going to let that sit a while. I'm going to come back half hour, 45 minutes, and I'm going to start brushing on it again. And probably you're going to start seeing your paint getting removed at that point. Now, once you've kind of got all your paint off, you may have to reapply citrus strip if it's not all coming off. If you do, that's fine. Just let it soak. You could even let it soak overnight. It's not going to hurt anything. And But once you have all of that paint off of there, now you need to clean your track. So I use a mixture of water and simple green. Now I just have a little utility sink. I just kind of put the plug in it, start running the water, put like a medicine cup full of simple green. It doesn't take a ton. And sometimes what I'll do, especially if a tractor has a lot of crevices and things like that, I'll spray the tractor with the simple green and then still add the simple green into the water. And then I just put that in there and I'm grabbing my toothbrush out. So just any old toothbrush. I use an old toothbrush that I used for a toothbrush. Then you just start going to work scrubbing, making sure you're getting all the gunk off, making sure you're getting all the oily stuff off and all of that. Once that's done, I move on to a quick bath of naphtha thinner. This is just going to take oil and whatever kind of left is on there. Put that in there pull it out, just kind of dunk it in there a couple times, pull it out, and then I'm just gonna let my tractor air dry, and then you're ready to hang it up and paint. We'll talk about paint on another episode, but hopefully uh, this custom tractor tip of the week has helped you out a little bit, and you're kind of ready to start maybe working on a tractor if you were maybe a little leery. All right, guys, that's gonna do it for this episode of the For the Love of Tractors podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me. The first episode of this had nearly 100 listens. I'm kind of blown away by that, guys. It's just... Amazing, and I'm hopefully that just keeps growing and growing as we go. You guys have always been awesome to me. Please check us out over on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and of course our website, www.fortheloveoftractors.com. If you need to email me, if you have any questions or comments or ideas, it's fortheloveoftractors at gmail.com. I sure hope to see you out at toy shows. As of right now, we are going to be attending the Mark Twain Farm Toy Show in Quincy, Illinois. That's in late February. 
And then we also will plan to attend the Lafayette Farm Toy Show, which is in March at Lafayette, Indiana. I will, of course, be at the uh, St. Louis Gateway Farm Toy Show, assuming that doesn't get canceled because of all the virus stuff. I'm hoping to be there both Friday and Saturday if everything goes well. And we're going to have to see how Harvest goes, but if it goes well and we can kind of get it wrapped up early, I'll probably head to the National Farm Toy Show this November. So hope to see you out there. And as always, if you see me out and about at a toy show, let's stop by and say hi and we'll talk some tractors. Sounds good to me. I love uh, meeting other tractor fans and toy tractor fans. So I hope you can join us next week when our tractor of the week is going to be the Challenger MT900E. This is the articulating Challenger tractor. We're also going to have some new toy news and hopefully we have a little bit more clarity on more farm toy shows that are coming up this year. Thank you guys for watching. As always, treat each other well and happy tractor hunting.